The moon hangs low in the sky, enormous, a swollen shape ripe for the picking. The air is full of knowledge and experience, a heavy mist of wisdom. The twelve women in the circle take a moment to gaze upward at the night, the waves lapping at their feet, a calm hush flowing over them. The elder finally breaks the silence with her ancient voice. Huntress, the most keen and cunning among us, you hunt for your living, taking pride in your catch, thwarting your enemies and foes. Your place is in the forests and the wild. You are a fierce warrior with sharp eyes, sensitive skin, and a trained nose. But tonight, speak to us of your interactions with the humankind. What have your eyes shown you? What have your ears heard? Share what your keen senses have discovered. I am the Huntress. I represent the independent female spirit, her mystery, instinct, and power. I possess the ability to focus intensely on a single goal, undistracted by competition or the needs of others. Ultimately, I wish to be free to pursue a life of my own choosing. But if men seek to hinder me, either through physical control or simply their opinion, I may choose to turn my shadow eyes upon him. For as a huntress, I will use all the skills at my disposal, including my sensual female energy, harnessing it with an egotistical and sinister purpose. I will always fight to protect women, and if threatened, this can lead to extremism and a destructive nature. It is all too easy to let my fear corrupt my behavior. I will speak of a time when the fear of losing my independence caused me to draw my blade. Hear my story, Hunting the Man's Skin. The woman caught sight of the man from behind a tree. He stood tall and unobserved between the forest pines. His hair was dark and his shoulders strong. The woman could scent his skin, the warm breath of his body contained within. Here was her prey. Eyes lidded tight, she kept watch as the man made his way back to his camp. She followed silently behind him, giving care not to break a twig or branch that would give her away. For two days the woman watched the man, watched his habits, his coming and going, his patterns of waking, eating, sleeping, and working. She paid most attention when he entered his tent for the night, watched as the candlelight silhouetted his shape, and watched as the man removed his skin, tucked himself into bed, and fell asleep. Here was her true prize, the skin of man. But she could get no closer than the outside of the tent, for when the man was out of his skin he was vulnerable, but also keenly sensitive, and if the woman tried to creep inside, he would wake. The woman knew she must steal the skin another way. She would hunt this man not as one does an animal, hidden in the shadows. She would hunt him in broad daylight. So on the third day at morning's light, while the man was just up breaking his fast over a small fire, the woman approached from the woods. She wore a blue tunic and a bow strapped across her back. The man eyed her, but he was not captured by her. He had seen beautiful women before. Ignoring his lack of interest, the woman asked if she could join his fire. With a slight nod of his head, the man went back to his business. The woman sat and took from her pack a bundle of food and a block of wood. It was half formed into the shape of a stag, or perhaps it was a bear, and she began to chip away at it. The man had been neutral about her presence until he saw the wood carving. His intense eyes roamed its shape and then looked up at the woman. He offered to barter for the carving once it was finished. 
The woman did not meet his eyes, but kept carving, shaping and chipping. She agreed that she would be willing to part with it once she had finished. But she had all that she needed. What could the man offer her? The man paused only a second before he spoke. She might have all that she needed, but surely she could use his services of strength. When she went hunting, was she able to carry all that she caught? Perhaps they could hunt for two weeks, she killing as much as she could, and he would carry it back. She would have many skins this way, and be able to trade them for things she needed later. Now the man thought they were actually bartering, but the woman had no such interest in animal skins, only his. But she was happy he had taken the bait, and so accepted his hunting proposal. Until the wood carving was finished, he would help the woman. Anything she caught during that time was hers, but after, they would part ways. So they gathered the supplies and journeyed into the great forest, deeper and deeper. Snow began to fall, a white powder around their feet. That night the two set up camp and built a fire, neither talking, sharing a brief meal in silence, then went to bed in their separate tents. The woman lay still in her bed and watched, but the man did not take off his skin now that he was camping with company. The woman must get into his tent, but she knew winning his trust would be difficult. As they journeyed further into the snowy trees, the woman noticed the man began to change. He began drawing on the power of his skin, subtly, to be able to scent things, forest things, detect traces that she could not. His sensitivity led them to hidden burrows, rare creatures, and the finest pelts she had ever seen. Here was the power of his skin, and the woman craved it. She killed many animals, her skill combined with the man's talent proved most formidable, but she made a point to only take the small creatures, things she could easily carry back on her own. The man saw her sharp eye and respected her accuracy, but he felt he was letting down his share of the bargain as there was nothing for him to carry. His eyes coveted the wood carving and he feared the woman would deny him it. He decided to use his skin more heavily, risking exposure to her, but this way he could find bigger animals, maybe even help her kill it, but at least something for him to carry. For at night when they made camp and sat silent by the fire, the woman would begin to work on the wood block carving chipping away at the surface. The lines stretched and bent as she molded and smoothed. The man watched as she carved the wood, and it seemed to call out to him, held him spellbound. The wood carving burned in his mind, and he ignored the warnings that had kept his hide safe for many years. He must have this wood carving. And he noticed the woman would begin to hum ever so quietly under her breath as she carved. The man thought she was unaware of it, as she was so ingrained in her task but the woman was using her humming against the man, using it to draw him in. What had started as a bear carving at one end was a leaping stag now at the other. The man did not know how they would join together, as there was no way to meld them seamlessly, but he felt the woman knew what direction she was taking. As she carved, she would switch from hand to hand, left if she was working on the bear, right hand if she was whittling the stag. But as the nights passed, the woman left the middle of the wood alone, and something hovered in the back of the man's mind, but he could not figure out what it was, so he pushed it away. As the time for the wood carving to be finished drew near, the man felt the pressure building to prove himself and find a large animal for the woman. The woman could feel the man using his skin, the hair on his arms standing up to sense the creatures in the forest. With his power, he could feel the call of the bear, feel his deep breath, his heavy winter coat. He began to lead them in a direction, though the old bear was many days' journey away. The man was using the power of his skin, but he still did not remove it in the woman's presence, 
or even at night when he slept. He still did not trust her. So the woman said to seduce him. She must at least get into his tent. Perhaps there she could trick him into showing her what was underneath. If she could distract him from the fact that it was his skin she wanted, not the vulnerable flesh that lived inside, then maybe she had a chance. If the man thought she wanted to pierce him, injure his body, not that she would be after his skin, it would never occur to him, but it would disturb him most greatly if he found out. What kind of a monster hunted a man for his skin? As they traveled closer to where the bear was sleeping, the woman began to kill larger animals. Again, not so large that she could not carry them back if she had to, but foxes and wolves. And she began to set her plan in motion. She smiled at the man when she made these kills, crediting the victory to his help. And the fire in the man's heart began to kindle, flamed to life by her acknowledgement and her pleasure. Then one night she sat on the same side of the fire as him. The distance was still there, but as she hummed and carved, the man saw the firelight on her hair and smelled the scent of her. She began to slowly create ways to come in contact with the man. For the man would never do it himself. His skin was too valuable to allow casual touching. But the woman, passing their dinner bowl, slid her fingers briefly over his. A spark went through the man, his sensitive skin perking with the impact. Day by day, they drew closer to the bear. The woman, worried that it was taking too long to seduce the man, decided she must act quickly. Knowing he was about to return to their camp, she stripped from the waist up and let him find her washing herself by the fire. He caught sight of her exposed body as he exited the trees, and he could not make himself look away. The woman washed only a minute longer so that he was not embarrassed, and clothed herself again. She was sure tonight she would be able to snare him. Earlier that day, the woman had stumbled near a cliff and purposely dropped her tent off the edge. They would be forced to share a tent tonight. As they finished their supper, the man stood glowing from the image of the woman's flesh. She joined him on the log near the fire. She leaned over and let her leg press against him. She looked up at him and smiled. The man's pulse thrummed through him, and he caught her hand and drew her near. One kiss led to another, and soon they retired to his tent. Afterwards, with the man sleeping next to the woman, still clad in his skin, the woman ran her hands lightly over the man's skin. Her hands searched for seams, tears, or any way to pry the skin from the man, but she found nothing, until in her frustration she laid down next to the man. His face rested on his pillow, and there she spied the key to the man's undoing. A single red beard hair. She plucked it up, careful not to wake the man, and then began to run her fingers over the hair again and again. The knowledge of the man lay within this hair. She rubbed and rubbed the hair until the man's oil was rubbed away. The sheen of his protection was gone from the red hair, stripping it of everything until it was dull and its core laid bare. For the core of the beard was also the core of the man, and what made him could be seen and revealed in every piece of him. And so the woman looked, and she saw, and she knew. She woke the man with a soft touch, and she whispered his secrets back to him. She told him his deepest desire and his deepest fear. And now that she knew them and him, he had nothing left to hide. He stepped from his skin as he was already naked before her and presented his muscles and bones to her gaze. The woman held him in her sights, but her mind was trained on his skin, and she waited tense until he folded it and tucked it next to the wooden carving. Then they lay down again. The woman's hands ached to snatch the skin and leave, but the man was so sensitive with his skin removed 
that he would sense it immediately and wake. So the woman waited for the morning when they rose and finally approached the bear's cave. The entrance was dusty, but they could hear the great animal breathing deeply within. They slowly crept inside and stabbed the beast to death. They cut his skin from him and his meat and his claws and teeth. The woman curiously gathered the bear's fat. When the man asked the woman about it, she told him she would show him later that night. Full of roasted bear meat and victory, the man watched as the woman at last finished the carving of the bear, transforming into the stag. And then she surprised the man by saying she had heard that it was nourishing to rub the body with bear fat. She asked the man to coat her in a layer, which he willingly did. After sharing their bodies, they lay down and the man took off his skin. The woman sat up and reached for the remaining bear fat. She began to smear it on the man's muscles, and he was alarmed, but then he was lulled into a soothing sleep as the fat coated his sensitive body. When the man was completely coated in the dampening fat and fast asleep, the woman tucked the wooden carving next to him, and also the bear skin. The man would need it. Then she picked up his skin and walked out into the falling snow.